ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, show we come for your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my virtual friend and co-host from across the pond. It's the one and only DL. Happy Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, we are virtual. It, it didn't take me that long to get this setup going, to be fair. Ah. I think it took you way longer your first time. <laughs> so I'm going to pull insight. rank here and be a, I'm the new sound engineer. For Please, the absolutely. I would, <laughs> I would love you to do. <laughs> this is our Christmas episode, man. Bring some holiday cheer. Don't make it all about the. Uh, yeah, don't yeah, make it all about the Merry sound. Christmas, happy holidays. We are virtual because COVID is just exploding in Australia, and I'm it's waiting doing on COVID its best. Test, but, um, I saw. Yeah, this you're, you're waiting for results on a test, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw this hilarious meme of. I think it was like pirate. Did I send it to you? It was like a GIF. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean, so. that scene where the guy's like slowly walking down the ship and it's just exploding <laughs> everywhere. And each like cannonball that's like hitting the ship is tearing it apart. And each one is like a new COVID thing. Like two mates at Westfield got it. The entire cinema got it. Like, and you're just like, this guy's narrowly avoiding each one. I feel like that's me. Like everyone is Dude. dropping like flies and I don't have it yet. <laughs> I feel I feel like you're probably like one of those dudes who's got it, but he's a carrier. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, maybe I'm the super spreader. Yeah, you're like everyone's dropping around me, but I'm fine, and I'm just like <laughs> asymptomatic. <laughs> anyway, well, ho- um, hopefully, are not fingers crossed because uh, we want to do this in person again at some point in the future. Yeah, but yeah. for now, um, if you guys want to jump around, there'll be time codes in the description. You'll be able to listen to us bantering about our weeks, or you can jump to the main topic, which we are super excited to talk about this week. Or you know, there's other things in between. Help yourself. We uh, we love to have you here. We'll start with spoilers and go into non-spoilers when we get to the main topic. So. Yeah. We're going to try our best not to spoil this this week, right? We we are, but I'm like very bad at this, so. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> so, so excited no to promises. talk about it. Like honestly, just if you're listening to this podcast, like just be careful. We're going to talk about <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm going to do my best, but you know, there may be some slippage. Yeah. Some slippage. Look, I'll I'll do my best to cut out whenever he gets too far into spoilers and we'll make sure that no one has anything spoiled and they don't want to know for the main topic, which you all know by now from the title. All right, man, what have you been up to this week? Obviously, you know, you've been Dude, working pretty hard. It's fuck yeah, it's just crazy. Like happy holidays. I'm so ready for it. I only am gonna get like a week off, but I, it's gonna be a very Same. good week. Um I've been pretty like pretty grindy, but I still managed to basically watch a couple christmas films with the missus um claws on netflix i think it's actually was nominated for some academy awards it's a kind of who's a childish movie but it's good um who's that with it's it's animated but it's got jason oh. or is it josh schwartz or J- there's jason schwartz who's in a bunch of jason, hbo jason stuff schwartz. yeah he's yeah. the main guy know. and then um the guy that actually uh, why am i blinking on his name he plays uh spider-man villain or what, what the the news reporter oh, in yeah, spider-man yeah, yeah, yeah. uh jk simmons yeah jk simmons he's the uh the santa claus character it's it's unique he's been on yeah. it yeah um, he's great at voice work that guy as well so he's in we talked about it a, a little while ago invincible that uh, amazon animated yeah, yeah. show that uh, he is he's like unreal in that like his voice work just different level like I something really, about it i don't know what it is yeah i didn't notice it was him as well and that's like kind of because like santa in that doesn't talk much but when he did i didn't yeah, really yeah. realize it but i did catch that one of the other like villain characters was like i was like what is this voice and i was like man is that jesse from toy story 2 like why do no. i know that and i nailed it it was um really but, that's class 
Yeah. Then we also did um, an, what was it? Uh, Elf, which I think is an overrated Christmas movie. If I can be honest, I don't find well, it that I, funny. Everyone loves it. I've seen it once. Um, it's fine. Like I think it's more the fact that it's memed to death by now. I've se- I literally know every yeah, beat of it just, without having to see the fucking movie. Yeah, it's just got. It's a bit like overdone as well. Like. Yeah. It's just a bit extra. Like, there's certain scenes where yeah, I cracked up yeah. and certain scenes where I was like, dude, this is just absurd. Um, was this your first time watching it? No, nah, I'd seen it. I don't honestly think I'd... I think I'd watched it all the way through once and then, like, multiple times I'd started it and been like, I can't handle this. Um, uh-huh. But there's a... You know, it's it's got its moments. Um, and then the last thing I kind of watched and got into was I've done... I've taken down two episodes of The Witcher and oh, yeah, man nice. is that is it good so far it's like i'm nice. very very happy with with it so far so i'm keen to so hear what you thought about that yeah throw back to last week's episode if you want to hear us uh talk a little bit about what we thought of the witcher season one jump in because that was a really cool discussion i enjoyed talking about that and it's nice talking about it and seeing the way this season's going how i mean i've only seen three episodes i've only seen one more than you i think i think when we were texting about this you said let's let's try and uh try and make it last a little bit or at least you were going to try and do that and i think i, I want am to. too yeah so it's i good. was yeah i sat i watched the first i watched two episodes on the first night i watched another episode the day after then i was like yeah you know what like we're not going to have any amazing content now until mi- late late december with the bob boba fett series and i'm a bit like yeah you know what i'm going to try and make it last as long as possible so but the first two episodes man that's so it's so cool right yeah it's very in line with like the the and i know it's actually taken from the books but the the feelings were in line with I'm I, apparently the books, but definitely the game. Like where you would start definitely, like a the game. you'd start like a, a mission, like a side quest, right? Like we're, when we're talking about spoilers here for The Witcher uh, episodes one and two, you start like the side quest. You think this guy's like a good character, and then this like crazy twist that you weren't expecting, but actually adds up happens at the end to like totally roll reverse the situation and like the moral high ground you thought you had. It's very morally gray, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah. they did that really well in the first episode. Honestly, the guy, the guy you're talking about who turns out to be the bad guy, I immediately was like, he looks like an absolute douchebag. Like I have, like he's definitely going to be a bad guy in this. Like no, well, you, oh, you, you totally knew. Like they telegraphed a bit that something was off. Yeah, but I don't yeah, think. Yeah. Like I guess my point is like y- they made him relatable despite it. You're like yeah, okay, okay, like you understand it without without ruining going all the way into the plot. Like he was, uh, he was punished and cursed for something. And right, yeah, yeah. you you respect. Oh, sorry, you're talking about the first. You're talking about the first. Yeah, I'm talking episode. about the first one. I, Which one were you talking about? I I, I I guessed that one, but I mean the the second one with the tree guy. Oh yeah, that was pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess something was up with with the the, the monster guy. Uh, one other thing, and I wanted to ask you this about the show, and I, I'm gonna do my best to to sort of jump around because episode three really focuses on uh, a couple of characters, but like. How is Siri so safe at Camon? Like she is just a young girl. They're all obviously all clearly, you know, kind of rapey witches. Um, like how is <laughs> she? Just, are they just? I don't know why just, you think yeah. they're rapey. First of all, I don't take that premise. It's just two, a frat two house. of the two of the four two of the four characters they focus on so far have been really creepy. Uh, in Camon, other than uh, I've forgotten the guys. It doesn't mean the they're rapey. Guy, the guy creepy is them. different. Oh, uh, I don't know. It, it, it sort of leans on it a little bit, anyway, but like, is it just because they're all scared of Geralt? Is that what it is? Or like, what's the go? I just think it's because like, this is like, these are the most like almost isolated and uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like 
excluded types of people in the world, right? In the most remote place in the world. So like no one yeah. really goes and like hangs out with witchers. Like it's very much like they're kind of loners. And so like having her with these people that have kind of no familial connections other than themselves, no one's going to go after her throne, right? No one's going to go after, like see her as a, as a way to move up the ladder. And then they're also in this place that no one ever goes. They keep a low profile. They kind of premise that in the episode, like no one comes here. We don't talk about it. Um, so it's kind of like, she's also in a remote place. So I think those two things uh. is like how she'll be with like some of the best fighters out there. I just mean, how is she sa- like, it's almost like the, the wolves are inside the castle. Like, how is she saying? Well, I think from- they'll, I think they'll play on that for sure. Do you reckon? Okay. But okay. I, but I think that like the thinking behind the plot moment is like, Hey, like she's much more safe here. We're Nilfgaard. No, no, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I get, I get that. I just, I just wonder, like, obviously, these guys on the stage are the ones who, yeah, like, how well. I mean, to your point, he's like, yeah, you're safe. And then the first interaction she has with the guy, he like, cold stares her, comes up to 100%. her, hundred percent, and totally, he did look a little bit rapey. But the rest of them were yeah. pretty chill. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. About, we'll see about that. <laughs> um, what else been up to, buddy? That's it, man. That's all I've really had time. Oh, nice. to do. I've been playing a bit of Halo, um, in uh-huh. the, in the uh-huh. off hours. Uh, oh yeah, how camp. is that? Uh, we it's got a, we got a message from friend of the show Andy actually, who you know did the episode with us a couple of weeks ago. He said he'd been playing. He had been playing it a lot. He's not. He never previously played one. He didn't. I didn't actually realize this. Oh, that uh, would be so difficult he, then. He, no, he he's really enjoying the new one. He says it's brought brought him into it. Like it's brought well, him into liking liking Halo overall. Well, they do a really good job of like at least in the multiplayer giving you like ways to train without like playing really really good people. So I think that's awesome that they've made that more consumable. So that's good for him. Yep. And then um, the campaign is like so far really good. It's very different. It's almost like crazy that it took them this long to create the open world because like the yeah. best Halo levels previously were this way, and th- it was like kind of like an obvious place to go, and they just never did. It's almost like. I'd compare it to like anyone that's played like Far Cry. I've only played a bit of it, but those like open world Far Cry games, it's like that with Halo. And Halo has always been really, really good with like vehicle combat and these big open spaces. So yeah, it, yeah, it suits it quite well. I'd but say. Didn't, didn't Halo did used to have the vehicle combat? So it must have had some uh, some open world elements before. Right? They had like just really big levels that you could kind of like explore certain checkpoints in whichever order you wanted. Like they weren't super linear. Um. But now it's like actually like a pretty much open world setting. It's a little bit like like throttled. Like you you can't go to certain areas till you get a certain style vehicle or whatever it may be. Interesting. But, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been up to a few bits this week, and as you said, it is Christmas. And last just last night, actually, we watched the best Christmas movie, uh, and we all know what that is. It's of course Die Hard. Uh, we actually got around <laughs> to watching it, and, and my partner she uh, she either hadn't seen it or had you know watched it years ago and forgotten about it. So it was a nice, uh, it w- it was a nice reminder of how great that movie is for her, which I found you know so fun. Does she agree she that like, it's a Christmas movie? I didn't ask the question. I just just oh, okay. assumed that assumed that it was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, there's a great bit of trivia about that movie. Um, for for anyone who's seen Die Hard, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it a million times, as everyone else has. At the ve- have I told you this? At the very end, there's a scene when the villain of the piece, uh, Hans Gruber, um, falls falls from a building. I said falls from the building, the Nakatomi Plaza, essentially. And there's a great bit of trivia that that he's apparently was really scared of heights. Alan Rickman, and they were like, okay, he just had a shot dropped down to like a. It's Alan Rickman. I didn't even like, realize. 
yeah, it's Alan Rickman. Um, he had a short drop down to this map, but he was still really scared of heights. So the dire director said to him, like, look, we're going to count down for three. It's going to be really easy for you. Don't worry about it. So we'll go three, two, one. You'll drop. You'll hit the mat. And uh, so the look of shock on his face when he drops is genuine terror because he counted down one, two, and then dropped him. So like, that's epic. It's, it's genuine terror. And apparently he was super pissed. That's great. So you, you got some Die Hard in, you got The Witcher yeah, in. Was there got, anything else you, you, you finished hard, Hawkeye? I, I didn't get Witcher. to Hawkeye. Oh man, you should. I think you'll really like it. There's, there's Everyone's, two of the it's bits getting that really good reviews. Yeah, and and so be it. So, so it should, man. It's it's genuinely. I it's probably. So for me, it'd probably go. What do we got? So we have uh, probably Loki, then this, then One Division, then whatever the the third one was, Falcon the Winter Soldier. I'd say it's probably better than One Division. Better than One Division. So WandaVision is like definitely the second like best one, or at least like was first. Actually, no, Loki was probably better. I, I think I preferred Loki. I think it's yeah. okay, right? I think okay, right? It's on a par with WandaVision. Uh, maybe it's not better. I think it's a case of uh, it's a case of that it's more grounded and they're real people. Like I was, I watched this one with my partner and she was like, "I like it because I can genuinely like you can you can like empathize with them because they're not they're not like you know shooting lasers out of their eyeballs every yeah, time. Yeah, they're just like little little." archery nerds they are it's good check it out um i also watched kind of in preparation for this week's um uh podcast and kind of just because i haven't seen it in so many years i watched spider-man 2 with toby Maguire, knowing that alfred molina was coming back from the trailers for no way home i was yep, like you know yep. what i kind of want to relive a bit of that performance then i get sam because sam raimi the director is obviously directing uh doctor strange in a multiverse of madness i forgot well. about that i'm pretty excited yeah. to see what he comes out with for his it's gonna be um, so interesting uh, jumping ahead they, they've dropped uh, a teaser for that this week which we'll talk about shortly but that movie's so good man i'd forgotten like and don't get me wrong like i still think toad mcguire is a bit of a wet blanket regardless but like it, it really captures the hardships he goes through really well <laughs> yeah, i just think that, that villain he's such a good villain um oh seriously yeah, and well, we'll talk. We'll talk about it in in, in a minute. We, anyway, we for sure will. Um, but I recently uh, rewatched that one as well. It's 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 good. It holds up. Yeah, mostly. No, I, that's and that's the thing. Right? So I listened. Yeah. Well, well, I listened to um, I listened to a podcast about those movies fairly recently, and they sort of they sort of pitched it as like, don't think of it as like a big world. If you think of it as a comic book, as a movie, like if you look, it's quite flat. So like yeah. a lot of the. The backgrounds sort of look like they're sets, but I think it's meant to be like that. So it's got that comic book feel to it. And if you look at it in that with that perspective, like it, it makes it much more interesting and a way better movie because you're not constantly trying to think about building a bigger world behind it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Well, have you heard this week? There's been a ton of news. There a is. A ton of news. But I'm going to... I've narrowed mine down to a few that I think you might like. And speaking of The Witcher, did you hear that upon it dropping... The Witcher 2 was certified fresh at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I, I, I find it hard to trust that until a couple of weeks have gone, as we've always said. But so far, I think it's living up to the hype. Um, because like, I do as, well, as soon man. as it drops, like who has like watched all of it? Like no, yeah, most, like only the people that really love it, right? Like or or like as we said, the promotional review junkies. Um, so oh, always the review junkies. Yeah, it's probably a bit inflated, but I, I'm agreeing so far. Did you also hear that Henry Cavill? Uh, oh my god, this might, this might be a bit old news. Actually, I'm not even talking about the one you're thinking of. Um, but he apparently, you know, understood and 
said that the criticism of the timeline in season one was completely fair. And oh, really? I didn't know More this. recently, because I think you sent through, is willing, is interested in doing Red Dead 2 adaption. It's like, oh dude, my God, he's somebody such a gamer nerd. Send this, like, set, get this guy outside. He needs some sun. He's playing way too many video <laughs> games. Um, <laughs> you can see in The he, Witcher, he's so pasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, he wouldn't fit that world at all. He's like way too like like perfect. He's not rugged enough, you know. He's good he's as not a at fantasy all, hero, he? where it's like, oh, this archetype. But like, he's not a he's not an anti-hero. I don't see it. I had this conversation literally the day. Now, tell me if tell me if I'm just being being a bit crazy here. But I yeah. I've realized or had had this thought the other day, and I was thinking about like why a lot of movies and stuff these days, and even music is quite like has become quite generic. And I think it's kind of because Obviously, there's a formula now to every single movie that we have to watch and everything has to build a cinematic universe. But uh, I think it's because every actor, every musician, every artist, everyone has to have the whole package in massive quotation marks I'm doing behind my microphone. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, like every actor now, they're they're beautiful. They're Hollywood beautiful and they're, they've got perfect abs and they're huge and they're like super tall. It's like a case of you watch a Die Hard and you look at Bruce Willis. He's just a balding mid 30s dude. And then you've got you've got the I guy mean, who plays it against exists. him. And it's just yeah, well, no, it it does, but they're never the stars That's of the, the movie. Rock. And I feel, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Well, I I feel like at the right, I feel like you miss a lot of nuanced performance now because you don't have these different types of people playing different roles. And I think Marvel's doing good at trying to bring through more diversity in their in their shows. Like if you watch the Hawkeye show, there is a, a character in it, Echo, who is an, actually an amputee, and she actually is deaf as her character mm. is, which is really great. But she's still gorgeous. It's like, it's like, come it's on. Still, like, it's still a like, it's a, a visual medium, you know? So like, yeah, people yeah, are, I, mean, I think like, like you're going to have good looking people, like having uniqueness and diversity will help that. And I think Hollywood's doing that. I, I just don't, I think that to say it's not there isn't true. You have to look harder. It's just like, if you're watching like yeah. these big budget movies, they just don't take those risks. Like they, well, they yeah, want to appeal that, that's what to I'm the saying. broadest audience for sure. That's so. what I'm saying. And they don't, yeah, yeah they don't take the risk. And also it, they, they do have the diversity in there, but it's never front and center. It's never, it's never yeah. the main character, which is interesting because Disney are doing a remake of a, a, well, they're doing a TV show from a movie from years ago called Willow. I don't know if you ever watched that back in the day. It's, I do uh, remember it's a dude, it. I think it's Warwick Davis. It's, it's like a, it's like a person of small stature and he is this mad, he's magic somehow i can't remember how or why but he is and then there was a baby in it and he had to take care of it It was weird and it was wacky and it was very sort of 90s and all over the place magically but i remember it scaring the shit out of me as a kid and i'll I'll definitely watch the show when it comes out because of that uh that's fair that's totally fair well anyway did you did you hear this week that chadwick boseman's brother says that the star would have wanted to charlie to be recast in the mcu did you hear about that no but like not really like a a crazy take i guess like well do you wonder how much disney may have paid him to say that (laughs) i mean (laughs) good point like i mean like what it's they've only had like it's not like they've only had one movie of course they're gonna recast Uh, he's been in a few though like he was in yeah but like he was in all of the uh all of the avengers movies it's a pretty i think like fair to assume that like yeah like you're not like shedding new ground here or new light chad chadwick boseman's brother um, well, there's, but there's yeah. also there's also news that Shuri, that the character Shuri, I forgot the name off the top of my head, apparently, possibly unlikely to return for many of the the upcoming movies because apparently, she's a bit of an anti-vaxxer, like she doesn't want to get vaccinated. So, and Disney are apparently bringing in a mandate that all the actors on their big movies have to be vaccinated to be on set. 
And unless something changes there, I don't think she's going to be sticking around for very long. Well, she didn't really want to be an actress anymore, didn't she? Wasn't there some other news about that? I she don't, like, yeah. didn't want to be the franchise guy or girl. She doesn't say. want to be the lead in the franchise, basically, yeah. is what she said. Yeah, which is which um, is kind of interesting. Did you did you also see this week that the, the Lord of the Rings cast got together for the 20 years anniversary? A lot of things <laughs> seem to be turning 20 at the minute. And they, they did a rap, essentially, uh, which... I don't know if you've seen it, right? I did not see this. This is you didn't watch it. Yeah, it's, what a concept. Ah, uh, it's yeah, it's quick. It's just like geeks having a lot of fun, and it's it's good. It's it, everyone comes back. Like even Orlando Bloom's in it. You know, <laughs> would have been um, better if I, they did like a song from the books. <laughs> nah, I think it's just it so out way there. more funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just so wild though. Like it's just nonsense. Like watch it at some point. Like I might put a clip in here of it because it's very funny. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Did you did you see that the new Matrix reviews are coming in? Oh, really? I've not seen any yet. I'm super. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the sanctity of your viewing because you're very. Particular no, I think they're middling, this. right? I mean, what did we really expect at this point? Like, blue pill, red pill. Like, truth is, kids don't do drugs. Skip the movie. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I think. Um, I heard it's I like it's laughably pro- bad. <laughs> oh, really? Laughably yes. bad. Who said yes. that? Uh, well, one of my mates who like saw it and then one of, uh, I think it's like, it's like a ripped version as well. So he like, he downloaded the, that's the like, problem, man. Super. That's the problem. But, uh, he probably just downloaded some weird porno. That's but then the like, Matrix. I've actually, <laughs> gross. He's actually like, uh, I, I've read a couple of reviews and it's like, look, you know, just stay out of this metaverse. I think. Oh, the, really? The summer. It's, it's yeah. It's just, just not very good. Is it a re... Uh, I mean, I'm going to watch. I'm definitely going to watch it. It's one that I'm excited for. So I'll probably try and go over the Christmas period. Um, uh, like, it's a shame. It's a shame if it isn't good because they had a lot I of just, potential. I, I just like, I guess we're just polar opposites on, opposites on this. I just don't think it had any potential. I think it was like, this is like a, really? a movie that was like destined to be bad. This is so interesting. It's not very often that you and me are completely polar opposites on stuff. Yeah. So that's that's a good one. Did you see the new trailer for, did you see the new trailer for, uh, or they did like an additional trailer for Uncharted, and oh, I, Marky Morris got a mustache a, in it. <laughs> oh, does he? I saw a still of it this morning. I don't. Yeah. I mean, he needed the stash. Otherwise, fans would have been in in, uh, in outrage, in an uproar. Yeah. So, to be honest, I didn't realize Bandero, Antonio Banderas was in it, which is no, good. I didn't either. Is he the um, bad guy? Yeah, it looks like he is. And then I like knowing that this movie is going to be like full of terrible CGI and absurd things that you, that would never really happen. Cause it is a video Absolutely. Game movie. Um, like putting that aside, it does have a bit of a nineties throwback feel that I'm kind of actually excited for. Like, you know, the mummy national treasure, like <laughs> you mean it's basically Angelina Jolie's tomb Raider is what you say. Yeah. But with a dude, I'm actually <laughs> kind of like tentative, like a little bit excited slowly no, getting serious. excited i know it's gonna be a this bad is, movie but it will give me that little fix this is one i'm not gonna watch i'm not gonna lie to you like unless we do unless we watch it for the pod i i just don't imagine i'll watch it that's fair i, I it's fair but you like the mummy oh obviously i like the mummy so then, you know, give, it a chance. give it a shot look i'll let you watch it and if you like it i'll watch it. okay how does that sound yeah yeah i mean tom <laughs> holland didn't even like give it like, like he said some stuff earlier that made me think like oh is he trying to distance himself from this like anyway I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. it's been it's been on the shelf for so long now. I'm surprised it's they're even pl- plugging ahead with it. I mean, it must have cost them a lot of money, so that's why yeah. I'd be doing it. But when does it I, come out? I have no idea. I have one final piece of news for you. If you yeah, go if, hit you're, me. if you're ready, uh, it's actually DC news and oh, Jan- 
General Zod, who has died twice now in the DC Michael universe, Shannon? and he will find you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep a good comic book villain out of the picture, right? Because it looks like he will appear in the Flash. Apparently, reporters reporting this. My- Michael Shannon will. Yes, yes, Michael Shannon. It's um, funny so you we'll say see. that because they've just they've just announced at the same time that Michael Keaton, famously appearing in that movie, is also going to be appearing in a Batgirl movie. No, I so saw I that. Wonder, I saw that. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to have him as like a man in the chair, like a like a sort of Sam, Samuel Jackson for this sort of universe now. Do you know what I mean? It could be, could be. And then the actually, there is one other bit of news: Amazon learning from Netflix's mistake of canceling shows the day they're released. Has said they literally want to do all fourteen seasons of Wheel of Time plus the prequel. That wow, my friends, prequel plus the prequel. That my friends is pretty launchy. They're launching. I, they're they're going for it. I hope so. I, I want to see. It. I need to see the first season. Like that's that's high on the list right now. I'm uh, I'm gonna wait till I read the books, and I'm not gonna read the books for a while. So I'll just have this one in my back back pocket. Yeah, I, I agree. That's probably the best way to go about it. Two, two, right. two quick bits of news from me then before we, before we move on. Um, first and foremost, one of our favorite d- directors, Dennis Villeneuve, did you hear this week that he's already lined up his next project? Uh, Dune, after, Dune. obviously, <clears throat> after Dune, hopefully, fingers crossed he does Dune. But um, do you know uh, a sci-fi classic called Rendezvous with Rama? I've heard of this. Yeah. Well, that's apparently his next project. That's it, what though. he wants to do. And he's, uh, you know, it's sort of in, in, apparently, in the sort of mold of like your 2001 Space Odyssey, but obviously with his take on it, that could be, re- that could be his magnum opus. Dude, this guy loves... Heady, heady sci-fi. Yeah, which I love that he loves it. Rendezvous with Rendezvous what? R-A-M-A, Rama. With Rama. Is it a book or is it a, a movie? I think it's an adaption of a novel this time because it's the same author, as I say, as 2001 Space Odyssey. So, of course, it's going to be in the same mold as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arthur C. Clarke, Rendezvous with Rama. I'm on Goodreads. It was, uh, I have it as uh, now on my list. When was it released? Doesn't say on here, but high ratings. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, nice. All right, super quickly then. Um, did you hear this week that the Hollywood Reporter reporting that the Hawkeye season could set up a second show and also a new Avengers team? So obviously, you know, We've talked about it multiple times. Baby Haley Steinfeld, Young Avengers. But Ew. if you, when you finally have seen the end of Hawkeye, you'll know that it could absolutely be setting up a second season. Yuck. I mean, I think all of these shows are set with the the principle of like I think Kevin Feige's even said it. Like you know, we we go into these things without any expectations of a second season, but we're always open to it. So, and, and you know, like Jeremy Renner, we've talked about this a thousand times. I think he's great in this, and I'm super surprised by how how well the whole thing landed. Well, I haven't. I can't speak to it. I just don't like yeah, the baby. Yet. I, I, I'm not a fan of this baby Avengers thing. It's like they don't yeah, all no, have I'm, to have I'm the exact either. same talent. It's way too like gimmicky to me. But anyway. Um, yeah. All right. Well, if you guys have heard anything we haven't spoken about this week, it was a bumper news week this week. I assume it'll be pretty quiet over Christmas, but I assume this week was going to be quiet. So we're probably going to get a deluge of news over the Christmas break. But if you guys have heard anything we haven't mentioned, please let us know. You can find us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the podcast assemble at gmail.com yeah hit us up let us know final bit of news this week before we segue nicely into our main topic did you hear this week that spider-man no way home and the third biggest global debut ever at the box office with 253 million which for for pandemic times is pretty awesome it's like it's like we're back in normal times i'm pretty sure this movie is going to eventually hit a billion dollars we were at the theater together this show was packed 
Yeah, and it, that no one was caring about COVID in that theater. Yeah, they, it was, and people were yelling, clapping, like jumping. Honestly, all sorts well, of airborne pathogens were flying. Let's not get too, let's not get too far into it. Do you want to preface our main topic? Yeah, we watched uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which Tommy like wasn't even excited about. I was pretty giddy. You're Something right. about a I, Spider-Man movie hitting theaters is like, you know, it's a, it's a vibe. I actually think that helped. Do you know? Like, I went into this with zero expectations. I didn't think I was going to have as good a time as maybe I did have with it. I think it was more a case of, I've seen so many trailers. I've yeah. seen so much news about this. It's, it, it was never not all over my Instagram feed. And as soon as something dropped, whether it was a spoiler, whatever it might be, like, it was all over my Instagram. So a lot of this... I, it was really hard to avoid spoilers for this, and luckily I managed to, for the most part. But and like, before we, a lot of stuff on, leaked, but I honestly think the leaks didn't really affect my enjoyment as much as I thought they would. Um, I'm not going to talk. I about just that didn't. We're not, I just didn't believe the hype. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like I uh, uh, spicy take. I think it's like second second best Marvel movie. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that at the start. We'll yeah. talk about that in a sec. What was your first uh, Endgame? I was going to say uh, Avengers uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Spicy take. I love it. Look, we're going to do our best not to spoil this and then we'll jump into spoilers. We'll be, we'll be pretty quick going through our overview of this, but do you want to give me your stupid plot summary? Yeah. Let's do it. At the risk of... Please. Yeah. It's a mutagenic Queens high school reunion. No Way Home gives you all the closure you didn't know you needed and the origin story you never got. All the while proving yes. that even superheroes can peak in high school. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. All right. Do you want to hear mine? Of course. I'm always eager. I'm excited. All right. With great power comes great responsibility. If only someone had had that conversation with Doctor Strange, we might not have ended up in this whole mess. <laughs> That's good. Seriously. I literally tool. <laughs> I, li I literally chucked that together last minute. I was like, crap, I don't have a stupid plot summary. Then I was like, That's, that, that is, is so like obvious. A very astute summary. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, the, the, the vague outline of the plot for this is that Peter Parker, obviously, coming off the back of the previous movie, everyone knows who's Spider Man. For some reason, this universe, it matters when everyone else knows who everyone else is. Uh, but he wants to reverse the effects of what Mysterio did, right? Well, because so it's, it's also to... ruining it's ruining his relationships with like the people he loves. It's not like ruining just his life. It's also affecting Absolutely. his friends and his girlfriend. Yeah. And... yeah. And he turns to Doctor Strange, uh, resulting in multidimensional shenanigans, shall we say. Look, I want to know from you, can you guess the current IMDB score for this? Now remember oh, we're only a week into we're only a week into it being out. So I'd love to know what you think it currently sat at. I'm going high. Uh, I would honestly say it's like a nine five. Ooh, it's it's currently sat at nine on IMDb, which is really, really respectable. Like really, it's super respectable. respectable. I was just I was swinging for the fences. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. tell me what you think the Rotten Tomatoes is. It for would be ninety five. The Rotten Tomatoes is ninety four. You are like Ooh. so close, so close. Now, finally, the one that I think I would probably put my most stock in, which is the Metacritic score. What do you think the Metacritic score is? Uh, I want to say we'll get three nines, but I think we'll get like an eighty-eight. No, it's it's actually seventy-one. So what? one thing we're gonna yeah, one thing we're gonna That's talk about garbage. when we move forward. Now, one thing we're gonna talk about when we move forward is there are some uh let let's say interesting choices made throughout this film, and I I actually have a really really good piece of uh, uh 
I, I was going to say customer feedback. That is absolutely not what we're getting here. So he's gonna, you're going to critique it. We're going to critique no, the second best I'd, movie in the Marvel we're... universe. Friend, friend of the show, Tom sent in some really interesting critiques on this, and, I, and I'll wait till the end when we get to correspondence because I think you'll find it quite interesting. However, I would love to just talk a little bit about this. Is obviously John Watts returning for the directing this, returning for his third directorial in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who Office really nails, who's really yeah. nailed the themes of these Spider Mans. He's been so good. Uh, Tom Holland returns Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously all the, all the usual ones, but as you know from the trailers. We'll stick to the trailer stuff, obviously, but you'll you've seen that Jamie Foxx is back in this playing Electro. Obviously, you've got Willem Dafoe, you've got Alfred Molina. Wong is back, my favorite MCU character. Wow, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, he has a little <laughs> brief appearance. He's here. <laughs> he is here. But obviously, you've got you know like the likes of J.K. Simmons in this who round out just a real stellar cast. Peter's supporting Ooh. cast, like yeah, M- you already talked about it. But MJ, what's the uh, what's his other his other buddy's name? The the, the Ned, laptop Ned guy. Leeds. Ned, yeah. Yeah, Ned's great. Now, what I'd love to do is I would love to get your opinions on goofiest IMDb picks. Now, what I've done for this, because uh, IMDb can be a bit sketch at times, I have just picked one, and I think you'll like this one. So okay. this last week, last week's winner was Francis McGee, who, as you very well remember, is some sort of weird passion of the Christ. Not entirely <laughs> sure what this look is. I think he might be in Game of Thrones for some reason. Um I'm not sure where or you gotta, how. You got to remind me. I don't. I don't recall. I remember I te- making that comment, but I texted it to you before the show, so it should be on your messages. I need to send you the this week's as well, so you've got both. Are you sure? Oh, it's I do. On your text? I do see it. Yes. Yeah, okay. See. All right. All right. So you've got you, you, <laughs> you've got the, the man, the man, the myth, the legend. You have Francis McGee. Now this this week's uh, choice from Spider Man is Martin Starr. Now, Martin Starr is one of the teachers in high school. And can you describe his IMDb pick for us? <laughs> He's looking at you creepily through a hole in the wall. This must be taken <laughs> from this must be taken from Silicon Valley. I reckon Maybe, it is. I don't know. Yeah. He, he looks like a serial killer. Yeah, he does. I mean, accurate. Uh, he's just kind of like a peeping Tom through a hole in the wall with like a deadpan stare. Like, guys. <laughs> Um, he's got he's got dead eyes. Man looks like he's about to murder you. Or like he's looking and like he wants to murder you. Eyes. I can't really place it. Yeah, he really. No does. one's ever looked at me like that. Anyway, <laughs> no, um, that's true. Actually, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, like only that's his IMDb picture. He's famous. Yeah, he is. That's a terrible IMDb picture. Which, which do you think publicist? I I have to give it to him because he's actually like very My- famous. He should be better than this. <laughs> Not in this random dude is like not very you know Woo. whatever like but my anyway. star you are our new vip of the show i love it uh as it's the final final show of the year perhaps perhaps we should play him off against the the og yes but you know if he you know there's no chance race ray book ray book put it up ray has got that <laughs> in the bag We'll stick with Martin Star, shall we? All yeah. right. So let's just talk a little bit non-spoilers about this movie before we do. And I just wanted to call out, we did we did have a comment from friend of the show, Ollie, who just said he had a bunch of this movie spoiled for him simply by YouTube uh, thumbnails, which is brutal. Like, who wants to go on YouTube and have a whole movie spoiled for you? So we are, like I say, going to do our best to veer away from spoilers. And we're going to just talk a little bit about what we thought of the story, the performances, the pacing, the CGI, bit of the action, and then we'll get pretty much directly into the spoilers. How does that sound? You know, it sounds good to me. Although, I'll did you like the story? Oh, I love the story. I, I was, so my comment 
was I think perhaps one of the best plots in the MCU due to like okay. a consistent, like it consistently has like emotional weight. Um, sure. It consistently like creatively reverses tropes and uh, the, on top of just like really, really good casting and acting execution. Interesting. You mentioned tropes there because I have to agree somewhat with a friend of the show, Tom, who's I'm going to save his correspondence for the end, but there are some lazy tropes in this, some very lazy tropes. And I think when we were watching it together, uh, we, we were taught we, we were kind of, you know we always do this we were kind of bantering a little bit as it was going on we probably shouldn't in a in, in a theater but we were and the, I, I thought the first hour was all over the place like tonally it didn't strike any it didn't strike anything it was just it didn't know what it wanted to be and then it hit it hit a certain point about an hour in and this the second two-thirds of the movie at half the movie whatever you want to say that's when it really took off for me and i completely agree with you like it it, it was fantastic but it, it certainly tried to sort of shake up that Marvel formula a little bit. So it pushed the boundaries a bit, I think, of what the live action stuff has done. But only after that first hour was through. I think that first hour was just an intro. It was of table sets. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think that you have to evaluate it as like the sum of its parts. And like the first hour was kind of basically setting up the reason why Peter would make the decision he makes at the end of the film. Yeah, I, I think they could have done it one more efficiently and two i don't think when he finally made the decision i i mean i think it's trying to say you know he's you know he is a teenager so he would make stupid decisions but trying to wipe the world's memory of himself as you know from the trailers like come on man like no one's that desperate that's ridiculous. anyway we, we can't we can't talk about it fully until later no, that's all that's spoiler. all in the trailer that's but, all in the trailer so it's fine but but my point would be to that, like, totally agree. It's a superhero movie, man. It's going to have some tropes. But the way it reversed the superhero movie tropes for the main arcs was, like, sure. pretty impressive. Like, it, it yeah. basically creatively kind of flipped them on their head sometimes with a couple different, in a couple different areas. Yeah. And, and moving on to the next point, I think that was massively helped by some of the performances. Like, I think yeah. Holland, Holland and Zendaya and balaton you, you know those guys they're obviously good friends in real life i think it just helps so much yeah no i mean it, it's real they're like good friends yeah. and and dating like obviously in love because yeah. it like shows on the screen they're in a love Do triangle you, um what what did you think about uh i guess the emotional weight of this film i i think uh i think in the second half when it nailed it it really nailed it i thought it like the, the stakes were like at the right level it wasn't I never felt like it was overhyping the stakes. I felt like it was the right level and it maintained throughout. Uh, I think when everything does kick off after the spell that you see in the trailer, um, I, I think all the characters stick to their char character types in a way that not many of the other Marvel movies have. So Spider-Man trying to be Spider-Man, you know, trying to help and in, in ways that we can't really talk about right now. But yeah. also, like, but also, you know, like uh, Zendaya's character MJ, she, MJ's a fleshed-out character in the comic books, and she, you know, she brought a lot of that to the screen as well. So I, I liked the how that worked with this movie. What, what do you think? Uh, look, I think that the it was like a really good um, juxtaposition of like high school problems yeah, mixed yeah, with yeah. like crazy, crazy, tragic, emotive, like both positive and happy and sad moments. And Happy um, Hogan. Happy Hogan. Uh, and I think you're right to an extent where you're like, dude, how could you make, how could you fucking do something so crazy for something so small in the beginning? Yeah. But they acknowledge that, right? Through through humor. 
like are you that dumb peter and it's like you you can see how like some undeveloped fully developed brain who's mm. like super super in love and like is super worried about how his decisions are affecting the people he loves could make some stupid idiotic call like it, well, I, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't too far of a stretch for me um and i, I guess i think we've talked i, I, love I think we've talked about this before sorry i think we've talked about this before but there's like a there's a term in movie making called hanging a lantern on it i think we have mentioned this but what it essentially means is when something stupid happens in a movie that is clearly really stupid, they will point it out in the movie so that the, the, yeah. the audience gets on board with it as well. And to me, I'm like, I don't think just hanging a lantern on this stupid mistake really means anything. He's literally saved the universe. Like, why would he, why why would something like this make him go so crazy? I, I just, I don't think it Because it's closer fits. to home. It's like, it's more, it's more like it's the people you see every but day. But he has no you know? way home, DL. He has no way home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you about the pacing. I mentioned before, I thought the first half got a bit... Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I, I, yeah, I thought it was consistently good throughout because they, they, mix, they mix comedy. They mix yeah. both positive and sad emotive elements consistently. And it was like a good mesh of that pretty pretty consistently and there were multiple twists and turns that well maybe some of them you were expecting because of the trailers others you weren't and how they were then implemented was creative mm. so like i was pretty consistently entertained the whole time the only time i wasn't was like kind of where i was the only time i like i really wasn't was in that first hour and it was less about spider-man and more about like really you guys are gonna not invite him to college because he's spider-man like I mean, that part, I was like, seriously, like that seems like a, that seems like a little bit contrived. Like surely that would actually get you into university the way that works these days. Like famous people yeah, get fast tracked. Like, Yeah. I guess the other thing was that like, ha like why wouldn't they invite his friends? Yeah. That, as that well? was that, a little that harder to believe. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. And, and how, how would anyone have even known that his friends knew who was Spider-Man? They could have just, they, like they did, they could have just said no comment. Like we didn't And then know. like another friend got in. The, the fake friend. Yeah, the so guy who's, there was no who's written a book. There. Yeah, that was Look, the only bit too far into this. Like, yeah, yeah, that that kind of took me out of it. But um, my my, my only criticism, yeah, my only minor criticism of the pacing before we before we move on, you know, was that I just felt in the beginning it didn't quite know what it wanted to be until it really settled into the movie. Like, and and fair enough, I I completely take your point. I think you're you're as you're as right as me. I just that was the feeling I got while I was watching it. I was like, it doesn't quite know which side it wants to fall on and then obviously it hit its stride and it was great after that but what do you think of the cgi how, how are you how are your feelings about that uh i thought the cgi like you know with cgi unless it's like amazing my goal is like to have it not pull me out and it didn't yeah. pull me out and there were multiple times where i like especially like towards the end when like shit was really hitting the fan with like the purple sky yeah. i was like well that was kind of cool and then there was uh, some just like battles with like Dr. Ock, Doc Ock, where I was like literally like, oh, cringing, like you are almost about to die. Like it looked like he yeah. was feeling it and the action wasn't too like uh, over the top. So I think it was good. I don't know. What, what made, are your thoughts? They made some interesting choice with that. Like in, in the, obviously the Tobey Maguire one I mentioned before, he, Tobey Maguire punched him in the face like a lot, but he's just a, a, a real guy. He's just a normal bloke. So like Spider-Man being Spider-Man, he's got like, um, I can't. I can't remember what the, the comic book figure for it is, but his strength is is outrageous. It's through the roof, and he would have just essentially like pu like pummeled his face into a pizza. So it didn't make sense. But they made some interesting choices. That Who are you I talking about? Ever, uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. I don't think oh, they yeah, ever yeah, actually yeah. showed him hitting him. I think it was a case of the arms, the the um the te the arms, Doc Doc Ock's you know mandible yeah. arms. I think they blocked everything. So I thought that was a really interesting choice. But in terms of CGI, talking of the reason I was. The reason I was rambling about Doc Ock is I felt 
they so they moved away from like in the in the original spider-man 2 with toby Maguire, those mandible arms they were actually like they were physical things they and there's mm. like you can you can see youtube clips of them like moving them around and like they've all each yeah. got a mind of their own whereas in this they moved to be cgi and i think sometimes when you're watching the fights and and spider-man cgi as well like on the bridge i think it some of the cgi just lacks a bit of weight at times like it doesn't take me out of it like you say not in the slightest but there are times i'm a bit like oh that that looks a bit sort of blade too the only time that i it actually did take me out was some of the stuff from basically all all villains from the amazing spider-man series that yeah returned like they they just i think it was maybe their powers like jamie fox's powers just seem a bit mm. like, i don't know how you show that and not have it look kind of cheesy same with the yeah i mean lizard well, yeah, guy. it's a cheesy yeah. character yeah yeah the, and the lizard guy was a different yeah the lizard guy i think was i think he was a, a different design of lizard as well which made it a little bit took me out of it it's just, just he just but, didn't look real he looked computer no, generated no know? but if you notice as well they did some de-aging on on, on doc Ock, that didn't look bad it was amazing yeah it didn't look alfred molina like he like i couldn't tell the difference i thought that was i thought that was what he looks like but he doesn't he's so old now i didn't realize how old he is but then just super before quickly before we move on to tones and themes what did you what do you think of the action we kind of touched on it a lot in this uh, i thought the action was good in particular those that sequence with dr strange was really fun yeah um, that was fun that's most of that's in the trailer but it, it does a really good job of subverting that like we mentioned yeah i liked it yeah i, I was a big fan you? i thought some of the some of the action beats had good emotional weight as well like especially towards the end of the movie uh none of it seemed forced or like they were fighting for the sake of fighting i thought all the motivations behind it was you know pretty bang on like it, it worked for me and that's part of the like i think part of that is because of like the trope reversal of um you know what peter's trying to do right yeah towards the yeah. end right so like it ha every every battle has weight behind it because you understand why it's happening for sure yeah, all right. Okay, so before we move on then, do you want to tell me what your tones and themes are for this movie? I think it's way darker tone for sure. Um, mm. And without being mm. like DC annoying dark because it had humor throughout, right? So I love <laughs> the balance they made. Um, I, I would say this is like the definition of like a really good Marvel movie. Like nice. you know, creative writing with humor throughout, like not shying away from like the hard parts, uh, the emotive parts, but not making mm. like the movie a dry bitter affair because mm. of it you know um as well as like so theme theme wise i think it's just like you need to help those in need rather than like scorn them and yeah um, there is. but you but at the same time you know you cannot help people that don't want to help themselves uh and there's absolutely there's an element of that and then like yeah it's never like never pretty much change. mine as well yeah. yeah i mean my the only thing i'd add to that is like like there's there's a big theme of loneliness in this and like the importance yeah. of importance of keeping your friends close you know what i mean like i mean keep your enemies close for sure but keep your friends closer i think in this case but which is yeah, I th which I, is interesting given the way it ends yeah well we'll talk about that yeah. um before we do get into that then do you want to give me your three best and three worst uh yeah i loved the emotional weight um both like the happy side Absolutely. and the sad side mm -hmm. uh i mm -hmm. talked about that a bunch I liked the reversal of some of the major kind of super movie superhero movie tropes that we see felt very still still felt like a very natural marvel movie with like a creative trope reversals and then um yeah, absolutely i think uh, the hu the humor in general like there were times where it was a bit overdone but overall i think it was ace how about you oh, so, uh, that was your best okay yeah yeah great i think i'm i'm not dissimilar to pavonist 
I put the they did a great job of subverting expectations like you did. They re they really did. Like there were points in this when I turned to you and I was like, oh, this this looks like it's gonna happen, and you'd be like, I have no idea, <laughs> <laughs> and I was probably wrong every single time. But yeah, that was one. Willem Dafoe, man, like I know he's br only yeah, briefly he in the so trailers. Good. He was, he so was good. epic in this. He's always like, good. And honestly, we'll, he's just such a good actor. Sorry. I'll, and we'll no, we'll talk about him a bit more in a minute because I think he, some of a lot of his plot kind of falls into that spoiler territory. But like just his idea of how to play that character, and I, it just works so well. And even in this different different setting to the original Spider-Man movies, um, and. Yeah, like I say, I said the stakes, I think I mentioned it before, like the stakes in this, they simultaneously seem high, but also, you know, contained to the to this specific character. It, it doesn't Grounded. fall down the trap of, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the challenge you have with all these movies is, you know, like this is all happening. Why don't you just call Thor? Why don't you just call Iron Man? Why don't you just call Captain America? Well, you can't for some of them for a start. But yeah. like, I, I always felt at this point, it was a case of it was happening over such a short time span. Uh, you didn't have a, they didn't have a time to get there to help them anyway. So I thought that the stakes well, seemed it, really on point. And it helps that you care about the characters, right? They've yeah, done exactly. this and they've built this up well enough that you care about the characters. So even though the stakes aren't necessarily the galaxy Avenger level stakes, you yeah. you, you know that whatever happens could negatively negatively affect the characters in this story, and that that to you matters because you care about them. Oh, we will talk about it. I yeah. cannot wait to talk about yeah. it. Quickly, give me your three worst things. I'm excited to get into this. Yeah, uh, the lizard villain still sucks. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really like. I I I read a thing that said the the amazing Spider-Man villains. So we had the lizard, obviously, and Jamie Fox is Electro. They didn't really get a lot to do in this movie, which kind of which is kind of a shame. I think that the, their role was to be cheesy humor because they were yeah. cheesy villains. And yeah, that's true. You know, like it, it played its role. Like Jamie Foxx was pretty good. But uh, yeah, I like Jamie the, the lizard dude was like mediocre. Some of the yeah. banter felt like it could have slash should have been a deleted scene. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still I laugh though. But like it, it did feel like, you know, it was like just them riffing. Um, and then like lastly, like Doctor Strange is just surely he's smarter than this. Yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like what are you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Uh, my three super quickly. I thought, look, I'm gonna agree with friend of the show Tom. Some of the story, and I'm really nitpicking here, did have some like pretty big plot holes. We'll come back to it in a minute, but it didn't. I, I guess, I guess I'm saying this quite flakily because it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie overall. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a thing that kind of frustrated me. But at the same time, I still love this movie. It was great. Um, some of the action lacked a bit of weight. I mentioned that before. And it did it did walk a tightrope between emotion and humor the way that a lot of Marvel movies do. And sometimes, you know, with some of the bits that you were like, oh, you know, that could have just been a, a deleted scene. I think maybe they, they tipped over the edge. But like I say, I'm nitpicking, man. Like, I, I would this agree is, with it's that. It's tough, yeah. to, tough to be harsh on this movie. No, I would, I would agree with that. Like, particularly the ones at the end, like after some of the spoiler stuff that happened, some weighty, weighty stuff, like I just don't see a scenario where Tom Holland is just riffing the way he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, final final question for you then before we, before we spoil this. Is this movie better or worse than Aquaman 2018? It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, 25 Dunder Mifflin reams of paper better than <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> oh man i love bringing back all the favorites for this yeah. show uh I, th I this is the antithesis of aquaman for me this is <laughs> like it couldn't be less boring if if you tried not totally fair totally fair yeah all right 
Spoilers? Finally. If you don't want to know anything about Spider-Man No Way Home, jump out now. There will be time codes, as I said. You can jump to the end and just listen to the correspondence. But some of that will also fall into the spoilers, so I will put spoiler warning in that too. Awesome. So the big, the big, big, big spoiler for this is that as we kind of expected and kind of wanted, Toby and Andrew were in this movie. They were in this movie. And not only were they in it, they kind of, like Andrew more than Toby, but they kind of got closure to their arcs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Completely agree. pretty cool. And I I think one thing I heard uh, before the movie going in, and it wasn't a spoiler because I didn't know that Toby was definitely going to be in this at the time. It was more one of those like sort of, you know, hypothetical things going on in the background was that Toby Maguire didn't want to be in this movie unless he had like, he was more than just a cameo. He was an actual character that had an arc as well. And I love that it sort of, uh, it brought back all the emotion of their movies. It could have been easy to just have them there as flash in the pans, but like you got some backstory on what they'd been doing since their movies happened. Like Toby was a, a much older Spider-Man and so was Andrew. Andrew, like even though he looks great for a 40 year old, I was like, yeah, man, he's looking older. Yeah, I, I was just surprised no, at how he old looks he older. He's, he's old, man. I mean, that, I, I, you know, actually rethinking about what I just said, they both got good arcs. So great arcs. Like, I, I don't want to skip straight to it, but like the fact that you know, with to- like Toby's arc really had to do with the Green Goblin, right? Yes, and yeah. kind of, kind of redeem. Like he, he whether unknowingly or knowingly killed him in his first was it first or second Spider Man first first movie. Um, by by moving out of the way, and in this time that same glider that's about to take him out, he stops it. So it's like a saves kind it. Of, yeah, yeah. So the big, the big, the big part of this movie is the big sort of like story of the movie is the the trailer basically lied to us, right? Yeah. So when Doctor Strange cast the spell to make everyone forget Spider Man, Spider Man, he actually manages to contain the spell because Peter's fucking with it and it goes a bit goes a bit awry. Bit of misdirection. But but what happened? Yeah, it's a misdirection. But what happens is, um, a lot of people who apparently have fought Spider Man start to come into our universe from other universes because he's tampered with the fabrics of reality or whatever it might be yeah and that's how you end up with all these other you know villains coming in and instead of uh, what 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 they realized very early on is that these villains are about to die in the moment that they're brought into this universe and you know our peter parker tom holland decides that he wants to cure them rather than just let them go back and die which i find super he spends time because he spends time gathering them like the, his job yeah, with exactly. Dr. Strange is to gather them and so he spends yeah. time with them and he doesn't quite understand why they're there but he, he starts to understand them and in particular will and the man basically is almost like when he when he has his moment with uh tom he's holland peter parker it's almost like he's like a, a dementia patient right yeah it's amazing um yeah. and so you you actually do, for sure. you feel for him and uh, so anyway, they, they chase him down and, and, in the, and basically against Dr. Strange's wishes, Peter Parker somehow manages to trap him in one of his little sphere worlds or mirror dimensions or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, yeah, mirror dimension. And he goes off and he's like, I'm not doing your plan, which is kill them because they're supposed to die based off their fate. Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go find them and make them better. So when they go back, they don't die. And, and that was the driver for the plot for me. And it was so well done. Like I thought like, don't get me wrong, there are still plot holes, but I just I, I just believed it, you know? Like, I yeah, believe totally. this version of Peter Parker would want to do that. I, I one, one note I had was that I'm just so glad the trailers didn't ruin Andrew and Toby being in this. I'm just so glad. Like, honestly, the when when we were in the cinema and, and they came into the film, uh, I, there were it, cheers. People it were, was like, pretty late as this. well. It was, like, hour and a, hour and a half. 
Yeah. They were on, they had really like an was. hour um in the movie. And then, Look, yeah, it was fantastic. People were standing up and clapping and I was like this this is a very un-Australian thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I I honestly the way the movie was going, I like I I was so confident by midway through that they were coming. And they they made them come in a really creative way where they're actually not they don't meet Peter Parker they meet yeah. MJ Ned and uh, there, Ned yeah. and mm. uh, I yeah it was it was just really well done like it was a tight arc for fantastic. both of them you get Andrew Garfield's arc you know he gets redemption and is like he basically at one point MJ is about to die Tom Holland's MJ Arzendaya and he saves her because he didn't get to yeah, save Gwen well, Stacy. Yeah. yeah, well, Tom Tom Holland is trying to save her, but he's and he, stopped and he gets, by Doc Ock. And, yeah. he, and, and Andrew Garfield gets his redemption, which... Yeah. And, and there's... That, like, the thing I liked about this movie, and, and aside from all the things I said that could be taken as negative about it, like the, the reason why it really hit home for me was because it took just a heartbeat after that, like, just a, just a breath to see the reaction of Andrew Garfield. And, like, he was, like, sobbing afterwards because, you know, he managed to save... The girl that he didn't get to do in his reality, and yeah. he saved so much heartbreak for this version of Peter Parker. It was it's a like, very good moment. Yeah. That's why that's why it worked for me. That those little and like even if you haven't seen you know the Amazing Spider-Man movies that maybe you hadn't, I I just I I still think that seeing a, you know a hero save the girl in such a, when, when she was about to die, uh, you can like you never well, get they set it up as well. In, in movies. Even if they, you hadn't seen it, yeah. they told you about it. Like he talked, well, to, yeah, it exactly. was like a it was like exactly. a shared experience for him with Peter after spoilers. Uh, Aunt May takes yeah, it. We didn't. Gets, well, that's one of the other spots. So Aunt May yeah. dies in this, kind of following yeah. the prompts from the from the video game. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool how this movie kind of became Peter Parker, Tom Holland's origin story. It's like a reverse. It's, a it's like movie. a reverse yeah. trilogy. It, it was really cool how that. And that's another trope <laughs> reversal. So they they did the trope reversal there with like, hey, the first movie is the origin story, and they've kind of almost made the third movie which is usually the pinnacle of an arc like yeah. a reset and his now his new origin story and they also you know reversed the hey we're gonna fight the big bad guys who are trying to take the world to no, we're, we're fighting them to save themselves all right like yeah, those are the two big trope reversals we've been talking about which were I it's we it's want. interesting that they managed to simultaneously have an origin story and also the close of an arc yep. all in one but it worked and I think it worked, it worked really because, well. like you say, we really cared about these characters. And I think the thing about Aunt, Aunt May's death in this and the ending we're talking about, which we'll talk about in a sec, is that it fixes a massive problem with this universe. The big problem with this universe is Spider-Man. Sorry, this universe is Spider-Man, if I can say it, uh, is that he's just a mini Tony Stark. And, and, and a lot of people had a problem with the fact that, you know, in the comics, Peter Parker is always super poor. He, you know, he... He builds all his tech himself. Like, I mean, he does a bit in this, but like most of his tech in this is from Tony Stark. But in this, it, it shows him the value of him being him and losing Aunt May and having that massive emotional weight. And then everyone forgetting that he is Peter Parker at the end, which we'll talk about in just a sec. It takes it back to the point. He, he is, you know, he's Spider-Man. He's not a mini Tony Stark. He is his own thing. Yeah. He basically, I mean, he it gets a reset, which is, you know, yeah. really cool. It's going to still feel fresh. Yeah. when we go back so to the, the story next yeah wherever, the big, the big spoiler then yeah the big spoiler at the end of this is that at the end of it the spell that peter parker originally wanted to cast where everybody in the in the multiverse forgets who peter park that peter parker is spider-man he gets dr strange to cast that spell and everyone mj uh ned the avengers dr strange himself yeah. all the avengers everyone J. jonah jameson forget that peter parker is spider-man 
In fact, it looks like he doesn't even have a social security number at this point. <laughs> like, what happens to all of his like online presence? Like, does, does oh, that just oh, yeah, you see. No more Facebook. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I really like that. And I thought and the weight of the fact that, you know, this girl who he's fallen in love with over these three movies and you've seen their growing relationship. She's stuck by him even though he's public enemy number one and he has to make the sacrifice. He has to make the sacrifice play, the thing that Tony Stark couldn't do until he avengers. Neither could he by the sounds of it. it I, I really like that. I really well, like that. It was, the, it, it was it basically the only story. way. It was like you, you either choose to yeah. like, the, the world is going to be very different or slash destroyed or yeah. we have to, like they weren't very clear about that. Or you have to do this. And he basically well, did it. You know? Yeah, I think it was one of those fabrics of reality falling in in itself type deals. Yeah. But um, yeah, I genuinely, like that was, that was like an emotional beat that a lot of people in our cinema specifically were, you know, like tearing up at and stuff. Dude, it's pretty, pretty masterful how they did it as well because yeah. they, the Avengers will remember Spider-Man. Well, yeah, exactly. They will know they fought with Spider-Man. He can be in future movies and they'll be like, oh, this guy helped us. They just don't remember who he is. Exactly. It, it was well, no really... one remembers who he is. That's yeah. it. That's so, I love it. It's so interesting. I wonder if that's going to be broken at some point. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of cues for me that make you think perhaps they will. So one that I was going to wait to mention, but I'll mention now. Screw it. Why not? So in the second movie, uh, Far From Home, uh, Peter, Peter gives MJ like a necklace, a black Dahlia necklace, which is a thing she really likes, et cetera, et cetera. And he... Sorry, at the end of the movie, when he goes to the coffee shop to reintroduce himself, but chicken's out, basically. Yeah. She's, she's wearing that necklace. So I wonder I wonder if there's going to be, like, you know, workarounds for it. Like, oh, well, how how could she have got the necklace, basically? You know, I'm that's sure the they'll question. use how did that you get stuff that? when he tries to get her to fall in love with him again. But it feels like yeah, he's going to fail at first. You some know? people are going gonna to yeah. have to remember him. Yeah, and it was no, interesting. No, it's gonna, it's just gonna be a him. slow build. I, I do yeah, wonder I like if he's that. gonna do like a little hall pass for a couple movies and then meet Gwen Stacy. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, no, maybe. Maybe this is how he gets out of it. You we'll know, see. there's a bunch of other, he has a bunch of other love interests. Be bit, in, that'd be a bit shady, comics, so Peter. Yeah, absolutely. Shady. So one one other Suspect. big spoiler that I just wanted to quickly mention is, and it's on a bit of a tangent. Sorry, but I'm I was so excited, so excited about this, and I think I even turned to him and was like, "Oh my god!" Was the that Charlie Cox's Daredevil is back. He's back, baby. Oh my God, he's, I forgot about here. that. That was like yeah. so early as well. That was in the first 20 minutes. And that was kind of one of the th- my yeah. problems with the movie that, you know, like P- Peter Parker is, he's sort of, uh, he's not on trial for murder. It wasn't quite that. He was, it's hinted at that he was involved in these murders and the police were all over him. And you get this appearance of Charlie Cox, who's a, obviously a great lawyer, who just turns up and he's like, I'm a good lawyer. You can get off this super easy. I was a bit like, it's a bit easy just letting him get away with it. Like, just like that, yeah, you know what like I mean? There, there really wasn't enough time to fully explore yeah. it, yeah. but I take your point. Yeah, I would have liked the to. Other, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, but the other part of that was that A, Charlie Cox back in, is in the yeah. MCU. He's back. And then there's a bit where they someone throws a brick through the window and Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Sense, he goes to catch it, but Charlie Cox is faster and catches it first. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, this is this is the daredevil. It's good writing. Like, that's, yeah. that's a person I wouldn't, I, I could imagine remembering Peter, Peter Parker being Spider-Man because in the comics those two are like fierce friends they're like always teaming up they're always working together and I'd love to, I'd love to see that on the big screen uh, it sounds like they're going to do it if this is where that they chose so to good. introduce him and you know it makes sense they're both New York one's uh, Hell's Kitchen one's they are. Queens they are um, I they also like randomly just to acknowledge how when when uh, what's his name um, Electro sees uh, Peter's face 
He's like, yeah. Oh man, like I, I thought just, you were gonna you know, be black. Yeah, young kid saving people from Queens. I really thought you were gonna be black. <laughs> well, that, that that's that's sort of one of the plot holes in the movie because they and why I I chose my phrasing very well around yeah. the people that came through because you thought it was people who knew Peter Parker was Spider Man, but. Electro never knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, and they literally called that out in the film. Like at that point, he doesn't know that Spider-Man's not. But black. he just—I don't think he said he. But he saw his face, and he knows he wasn't. Like he took his mask off. That was the point. Yeah, but I'm saying up until that, when he came through to to this universe, he didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Yeah, but what does that have to do with him thinking Spider? He knew who Spider-Man was. He just thought he would be black. Oh, no, that he, he wouldn't know he was from Queens. What? No, no, no. What, no, what, what I'm saying is, sorry, what I'm saying is that. The people that came through, the the assumption is so Doc Ock, Green yeah. Goblin, Electro, and the Lizard. The assumption is that they all, because of the spell and how they've worded it, there's you, you assume that they all know who Spider Man oh, is. Oh, they would know that it's Peter Parker. And then well, Doc Ock the, did. The, so did. Uh, but you're yeah, right, but he didn't. Electro yeah. never did. Yeah. And and the big the, the bigger threat there when all the worlds are, are threatening to come into this one, uh, the big purple sky or whatever it was. I, I kind of yeah, wasn't sure yeah. what was going on. Oh, there. Who were these people? But, the point was that these were all people who knew yeah, that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. And, who, yeah, got it. But Electro never did. So it's a bit like, I'm not quite sure why he was there. That's a fair criticism. But I, it, to me, it was like them seeding a Miles Morales thing. Yeah. Or oh, at least oh, acknowledging that absolutely. it needs to happen at some point. Absolutely. And I think it yeah. will. I think it will. And I think Tom Holland's come out and said that he wants to, you know, introduce a new Spider-Man, which I would love to be Miles Morales, you know? Um, I just thought, I, I mentioned a couple of bits as well, just in my sort of, wild nonsense of, of notes like i did find it really interesting the trailer flat out lied to us so like admittedly at the very end which we'll talk about in a minute they did bring back the line of wong saying don't do that spell but that wasn't actually the point in the movie wong was like just don't, don't involve me now. i don't i don't want to be involved yeah yeah totally so like i thought that was interesting and that they that marvel have made a habit of that you know they did it in infinity well, it's, war it's good. they're good they at misdirection man it's what they do yeah it's they're, they're very good at, at like that's i think that's a different version of subverting the expectations but people these days you know they comb through trailers they go through shot yeah, li- literally frame by frame viewer expectations all the best writers Absolutely. and then i guess uh you know tv and book writers do it really well yeah, yeah. oh i completely agree i think that the sort of the key action scenes we've obviously talked about doc Ock a bit on the bridge uh we didn't we, we touched on willem dafoe very quickly there's a scene so in the movie what happens is we mentioned that peter parker tries to save shall we say each of these villains and it seems like it's working so he's he's helped doc ock he's about to help electro uh, the lizard is is next on on the go but what's <laughs> happened is that willem dafoe is uh tweaks w- willem dafoe is saying that he's helping he's helping when really it's the go- the the goblins doing it on purpose to get close to Peter Parker and get the technology, and it's so interesting that Peter Parker's spider sense goes off, and then they have this major action fight yeah. like fight scene. And what a great point about this is is that you know Willem Dafoe said that he didn't want to do this if he wasn't doing a lot of the action himself, and I love that. Though that fight scene was was like heavy. The one Heavy. leading up, the one, so basically their L's butts will be well, they're about to cure it as Tommy's saying, and then, you know, Spidey tweaks his senses for like a solid 30 seconds. Like, it's not like a quick one, right? It's like 30 oh, seconds yeah, of Spidey senses, one. which was cool as well, because it was like this foreboding, creeping thing. And then all of a sudden, William Defoe blows it all up, and all of them kind of figure out that they, they don't want to be saved. And this big yeah. battle, where William Defoe just destroys Peter Parker. Like, he's just getting... Oh, he- 
his it's very reminiscent of spider-man and the climax of spider-man one um with toby and this is and this is when aunt may dies yeah which was a great build-up it was it was and awesome utters the utters the line <laughs> the slightly changed line with great power comes great responsibility but she changed it didn't she it was like slightly edited i can't honestly remember I think, I think she it did. Was it was like it was like a, they added like a preposition or something just to like make okay. it a bit different. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, probably. All right. Look, the action really hit hit home for me. And then you had obviously the final action scene was the three Spider Men who now who were now all trying to work together, fight against the four villains. Uh, was Alfred Molina helping them? I can't one hundred percent remember at this point. He was kind of helping at the end, wasn't at the he? End, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was a case of, you know, of all the villains, they managed to they managed to neutralize the lizard, they managed to neutralize Electro, but Goblin was just too much, and yeah. he he tried. Oh, we mentioned he tried to kill MJ, and then to, Tom Holland's Peter Parker just flips, doesn't he? Yeah, no, he, he goes dark, and basically the the great part is Toby is able to like do what he wasn't able to do for himself, spare the Green Goblin. Yeah. You know, he he does it for. Uh, old mate tom holland it was a really good arc it, it and he stopped tom holland movie. stopped on holland murdering someone which is you know yeah. spider-man doesn't murder people and, and and it's great that he had that sort of mentorship in this like there's been no real mentor i wouldn't call tony stark a great mentor figure i'm not gonna lie to you he's, yeah, he's I mean, probably he's not got, the one i'd choose he's got his positives and his probably more yeah. negatives but yeah i i think i think he at this point at this point he doesn't have that positive figure in his life aunt may's dead obviously uncle ben who we've never seen is dead you know tony's dead um it's a case of he doesn't have a direction anymore and he feels super lost and then you have these two other spider-men who've literally lived through a lot of these things already who can just step in and save him i, I love yeah, that for sure that final battle what did you think uh i thought it was good it was a bit longer than any of you, but overall, because of the emo, like, like I said, it's like, and I always say it, Battle of the Blackwater, right? Battle of the Wall. Yeah. These big battles only matter if you set up the emotional weight behind them, and every oh, yeah. character had something that they were they cared about in that battle that was like at risk, you know? Or, I, I did or was have like yeah following. Yeah. Anyway, I did have one question for you. Did you did you find it a bit hard to track which Spider Man was which? One hundred percent. They all sound the same. They're all white dudes. <laughs> They all sound the same. They yeah. all had the same <laughs> outfit, basically. I was like, could you the not just get that, that black? Because he sounds a bit older. Oh, but... yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. I, I like I like the... There's there's an awesome line in it when they're talking about Toby having a bad back. And that's yeah. that's that's twofold. It, it, it's one because, yeah, he's getting older and the web swinging's like messing yeah. up his physiology. But the other, the other one is that in the... So there's this great story behind the second Spider-Man movie that Tobey Maguire wanted to have exponentially more money to come back and do it. And he almost didn't come back. They actually recast Jake Gyllenhaal as Spider-Man. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, he he you know he came back and it was a great movie. But there's it's a callback to that. And in that movie, there is a bit when so Spider-Man, him as Spider-Man, his powers kind of stop working and he web swinging and he falls and he smashes his back. I think on a car, and yeah. and he's like my my back. And it's like <laughs> such a nice callback to it. It's yeah, great. Yeah. How did you feel the chemistry between those three worked? I thought it was just so nice. I thought it worked. They're all very the emotion. Different. Yeah, yeah, big time. For being all white dudes, they are very all like their their style of acting <laughs> is all very different. It's because they're different ages. That's what it is. Well, I, no, I just think that they are, they have a different like really delivery of lines. Like Toby's always yeah. like glassy eyed, looking out in the you know this is yeah, the, the geek. And then yeah, Tom Holland's like kind of manic in his like he's like a little chipmunk. 
And then you've yeah, got Garfield, who's like more like philo- philosophical and like kind of cool. Yeah, kind of yeah. like kind of like trying to be cool, but not really cool. Like I don't know. It's they're very different. No, I agree. I completely agree. But I thought the, I think the differences really made it for me. Like the fact that they were so similar but so different, and you know they were at different stages of their life, and it kind of made for different kinds of wisdom being shared between them. Yeah, it just was so nice. So so interesting. Like, made me like Garfield more, to be honest. But, uh, well, Can I be honest, like, I actually quite liked him now. Well, you know what's real funny off the back of this? That there has been a huge groundswell Bring of back people Garfield. wanting more, more Andrew Garfield films because he was done so dirty by those movies. They were so badly written. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's not his it's fault. It's not at all. And like, he's a good Spider-Man. I feel like they could easily bring that back. And one of the plot points they were that got cut from the second one, I don't know if you remember the second one, but when Gwen Stacy dies, one of the plot points that got cut from that is that he was going to use some of his blood to bring her back and she was going to become spider gwen which mm-hmm. is obviously a big a big part of that into the spider-verse movie yeah and yeah i i love emma stone she's she's fantastic and i would love to see that not may, maybe not that but like a version of that happen even yeah. if it's using some of this multiversal nonsense that's going on he's a good spider-man yeah he is he's a good one i agree um i i don't have many other you know wrapping up parts i did i did want to ask you super quickly Firstly, where do you think the characters go from here? And secondly, where do you rank this in the Spider-Men movies overall? All the Spider-Men movies you can think of. That's even the, like even the Spider-Verse. Maguire, Garfield, Spider-Verse. Where, where does this rank for you? Um, I would say it's like, I would say it's probably number one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people saying that. I would say I it's number from, one. Yeah. Then I would, I'd go Spider-Verse. Then I'd go... Uh, probably spider-man um one from the oh, original one. yeah okay i re- and i really liked uh defoe in that it's it's really good mm-hmm. um and then from there it's kind of a wash maybe uh maybe spider-man 2 no way home or like some combination i'd have to rewatch them sure. to be honest yeah but, no no yeah i agree well I, I personally i would put into the spider-verse as my favorite i just I just think it's so original and, you know, it throws so much diversity into it that none of these, like you said it yourself, it's, it's three white main, main actors, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, it works and it's very good, lacks a lot of diversity, but like the Into Spider-Verse movie just has such a different feel to it. But yeah, I completely agree with you. I'd probably say Spider-Man 2 over Spider-Man 1 for me after these two. So Spider-Verse, this, Spider-Man 2, and then, you know, the MCU ones, Spider-Man 1. Uh, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to put the Andrew Garfield ones nearer the bottom. Yeah, but actually, I'm actually lying to you. A movie that we haven't talked about yet on podcast is probably my favorite Spider-Man, and that is Japanese Spider-Man, stop. which we will absolutely, stop. Stop absolutely, 100 percent be doing you in the new it. year. We will be. All right, final final question before we we move on to the quick post credit scenes. Talk about where do the characters go from here? Look, I think that they can go anywhere. That's the best part about what they've done with the whole reset. 100. Um, percent I, I think you will get like a more uh, kind of original true to the comics spider-man story i i'm curious how much mj and ned will be involved it feels like they have to be they're pretty big part of the crew but they're both going to go to college now isn't mit in chicago i think mit is um in boston boston sure which isn't very far from new york so you could have them involved but it does feel like they'll take a back seat for a movie or two and what they do with that i don't know we'll see they, they haven't opened... They're probably going to introduce some new characters, I guess is my point, which is exciting. Well, yeah. Well, at present, this Spider-Man only has one more one more movie on his deal with Sony and Marvel combined. So there's a lot of talk about more in the works. 
I just hope Didn't he signed on sign... for three more movies though, but just not together. The, it was it was a trilogy, and then there was I think it was either three or four other movies. So there was Civil War, there was uh, Avengers Infinity. No, but War, I thought he just was... re-signed to do three more. No, I think they just. Uh, I think that was just to do with Disney and uh, Disney and Sony wrangling about rights to toys, basically. Oh, okay. Anyway, look. Let me give you a bit of trivia to your false. How does that sound? I've actually ruined one already. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Trivia to your false. I'm going to have to find a random one on the fly because um, I screwed up a little bit there. So trivia, true or false. Sam Raimi, the director of the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, was unhappy to see the Dr. Octopus star return in the, in the trailer because his performance was so visceral in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire that he just didn't want to see him ruined in a spider-man movie that he wasn't in charge of look i'm surprised he said this if it is true but like it's a totally legitimate fear so i would say true it's actually false he was really yeah. happy to see doc Ock come back okay. and i think right. we all were supposed molina like he killed this like he, was amazing. he he kept that visceral performance like he he did he carried it through to this movie trivia true or false benedict cumberbatch has admitted to not reading the full script because he wanted to surprise himself by the final product. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess true. It is true. He's I not very it, involved. Like, it, you could pull that off. It's more just like, it sounds very, again, seriously, Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. Kind of fucking... Yeah. I love, and it kind of fits his character in this movie as well. Yeah. He <laughs> fucking has a lapse in this he's movie. Not in it at yeah. all. <laughs> all right. Finally, then, final bit of trivia to a false. Nicholas Hammond who played Peter Parker Spider-Man in the Amazing Spider-Man 1977 TV show, uh, was considered for a tongue-in-cheek cameo as a role, but was cut because the script was too long already. True. It is true. I would yeah. have loved that. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think it would have worked because no I don't think anyone who would have yeah. seen this movie would have yeah. had any yeah. idea who that was. But end of the day, man, like it would have been a cool little cameo. It would have been. I agree. And made people go back and watch the the originals, you know? yeah totally all right thank you very much guys for sticking with us we really appreciate it that was our i think less rambling this week i enjoyed that a lot no, like i think it's good when you've got a wasn't yeah. that many spoilers either that i stumbled into Only one. i somehow think we we got away with it i think at one point you did say toby when you were referring to tom pre-spoilers but did I? no one will notice oh, no it's all right well no they'll notice now so <laughs> <laughs> all right let's quickly do this let's do a bit of correspondence how do you feel into it who, who, who we got we got a few from this movie i mentioned friend of the show tom up top now he had four good bits and four bad bits from the movie and i'm gonna quickly rinse through them for you so and you can tell me whether you agree or don't agree yeah. a lot of his bad bits yeah i kind of do agree with but still let's go good first his good i'm actually you know what i'm gonna do it in our format i'm gonna do three good and three bad from friend of the show tom you do it he's good yeah friend of the show tom holland and Zen- zendaya both brilliant chemistry is fantastic i think that kind of we agreed with that yeah totally uh he said it was a big loud silly movie but it kept the emotional stuff right and it kept it the center which made it work best uh, the character conflict around revenge versus responsibility really worked totally yep defoe was absolutely amazing stole the show green goblin was the best character in it kind of agree always any spider-man movie that he's in he's the best character i'm gonna pick my three favorites because he's got a few bad actually but so his bad were there were too many problems with the plot 
the reset box, the spells, the cures, the absurdly lazy writing overall was a, a serious bad for him. How do you feel about that? The, the reset box for me was not great. Remind me that I didn't mind the reset box because it was almost like this temptation for them to do and like compromise their moral values, right? Like I, I it was like Doctor Strange without being Doctor Strange. Um, I didn't think the writing was lazy, so I don't agree with that. But uh, well, that's backed up by that's backed up by another point that he says he feels that some of the fan service was a bit shoehorned in. There was fan service, like some of the banter between Maguire and Garfield. <laughs> yeah, didn't fell a bit flat for him, and I kind of agree with that. I don't know if that was writing. I think that was literally them ad libbing. But I guess to your point, like should have been mm -hmm. cut. I can agree with that. Yeah. All right. He also says. Um, I liked, we said this actually, Electra and the Lizard felt, felt weak to him. Electra yes. especially. The, the takes just weren't good and they didn't really do anything, which I kind of agree with. How do you feel? No, I think, I think they both, they weren't both necessary. You really only needed one of them for the comedic yeah. humor. That's fair. And his, yeah. his last one I'm going to say is that he just wasn't hot on some of the action. He couldn't put his finger on it. He said that he felt, uh, the final battle was okay, but you know, he couldn't recall a fuck that's cool moment. And, you know, the stabbing of Spider-Man, uh, Maguire Spider-Man at the end wasn't really a what the fuck moment. It just felt a bit cheap. How do you feel about that? The, sp the stabbing didn't really matter, did it? Like, no, he and he just sort of walked it off. <laughs> but like I did, I had a couple moments where I was like, whoa, that was cool. The slamming of Spider-Man through the different levels of the building and the Green Goblin fight, the whole lead up to I that. Agree. The, uh, I, I really did like the, um, I just had it. Oh, when they're they're fighting on the bridge the first time with Doc Ock, that whole sequence was like, whoa, and he turns his things against him. Um, but overall, look, when there's a lot of fighting, you're going to have some some moments where you're like, what is this? What's going on? Let's move on. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And I think his point overall is that it's good to have a balanced view of it. Like yeah. we could have easily gone into this super fan service and just been like, oh my God, it's amazing. But I think I think it's good to try and make sure you look at the points that maybe aren't so great and we can sort of just fan service on it later. Yeah, totally. If you would like a fan service correspondence, we have friend of the show, Joe, who wrote in this week and said, this is in his top three Marvel movies. Had everything. It had tears, it had action, it had comedy. Yeah, it was just very different. And he loved the emotional side of it. Yeah, I'm with him. I, I have it at two. Have it at two. That being said, like, I have to think about it. Like, uh, there's a couple, like Thor, Ragnarok, and Avenger. There's a, uh, sorry, not Avengers. Um, What's the other one? Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, Number yep. one, we're like close, close seconds, but I think it edges them out for me. It's not far off. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's genuinely up there with my favorites of the MCU movies. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate you sticking with it as always. Yeah. If you, if you want to get in contact with the show, where can you find us? The podcast assemble at gmail.com or podcast assemble on Instagram. This is our final show for a couple of weeks. I think we're going to take a couple of weeks off over Christmas. Just enjoy ourselves. Relax a little bit. DL is going to stop working at some point, which oh, I'll believe wait. it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait. Well, thank you very much for a fantastic year, guys. That is Podcast Assemble for the year. Yeah, dude. 2021 over. Have a safe Merry Christmas, guys. Tally ho! Merry